Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the first ever Left Coasters podcast. My name is Tony Cavallo, and I'm flanked by Matthew D'Angelo Antonio and Brian Balzarini. Heck yeah. Thanks for doing that. I'm doing great. I'm doing real good. All those Italian names, man. You're rolling pretty good. It's really wonderful. We are three huge football fans, and uh, we love the NFL. I've been watching it all of our lives, and myself, I am a Green Bay Packers fan. Go, Pack, go. Brian is somehow still a Detroit Lions fan. Uh, to this day, uh, diehard Honolulu Blue and Silver. Good, good I, for you. I admire you for that. Though. Yeah, good there's, for you. There's a certain level of admiration that I have for people who stick it out with their teams because it's very easy to just abandon it's your not, team. It's not. It's not easy. However, um, well, it is easy. You could just walk away and say they stink. Come on, dude. Tell me that the thought crossed hasn't crossed your mind as in your career as a Lions fan a couple of times just to be like, you know, it would be so easy for me to just drop everything and start rooting for another team that actually could go to the playoffs. And the pushy bully that you hear in your microphone is a fan of the pushy. New England Patriots. Oh, you're going to put it on that. Well, whatever. Look, I can't, you know, personally speak to, you know, why they've been so successful. But uh, have you been just have. Have you been a Patriots fan since your inception since i can remember yeah i rooted for the cowboys as a kid a little bit too but that was more because i was an emmett smith fan than it was because i actually like the cowboys when at football sunday we rooted for the patriots that's you know being from new hampshire that's just what you do but then again you know weymouth mass over here turned out to be a packer fan somehow i don't know how it happened we'll get into it probably a little bit later because it's quite the story but that's the point guys we all come from different places we're diehard fans of different teams but now we live in the wonderful city of los angeles a city that is ever-growing, ever-changing, and a wonderful place to be, especially now. And all you Los Angelinos should be very, very happy right now because you got gifted a wonderful, wonderful thing, and that is a hometown football team. The Los Angeles Rams have moved to your city, and you should care about it. We do, and that's why we're here. We'll be bringing you a week-by-week NFL podcast focusing on the Rams and trying to convince ourselves to be fans of this very up-and-down franchise. And we understand, too, it'll be easier for some of us than others. But we're we're pretty convinced we'll have an opportunity. Well, to I want to learn to love this team. Absolutely. You know, I, I think there are a lot of things to love. I think they have a long way to go. But I think there are a lot of things to really like about this this franchise. Um, and, you know, I, I just I, I, I they, we were so fortunate to finally have because for 20 years, these people have been being promised football's coming. Football's coming. Now football's here. And they have a. They have a shot. They have a shot in their division, I think, an absolute shot in their division to not maybe go seven and nine for once. And, and I, uh, I know growing up, I loved having a team near me. My father had season tickets to the Patriots, still does, and going to a Patriots game was something everyone looked forward to that, that grew up around me. And I think that could happen in Los Angeles. Like the bars should be packed with LA fans, not tomorrow, but eventually. It'll happen. Yeah, and it'll be fun to watch the team take on the identity of the city because as a Lions fan, the reason why you stay with that team is because they are a team that, despite their shortcomings, have 
been a staple in the Detroit community since, you know, your grandfather's day and age. You share that with your family. You share that with your friends. You share that with your community. So as this team continues to build and changes their brand over from the St. Louis identity all, all the way to the Los Angeles identity, it'll take on a different meaning to be a Rams fan. And we get to be a part of that. That's pretty cool. Well, it's not just enough for them to be here, though, either. You know, they're going to have to succeed, I think, in their first oh, yeah. year. I think there's a threshold. I'm not saying that they, you know, necessarily are going to have to. Well, they should shoot for being a playoff team their first year. And as, Oof, as Jeff, as Jeff Fisher has, I know, well, as Jeff Fisher has said on, on HBO's Hard Knocks, you know, I don't want to go nine and seven this year or you know or ten and six or anything else i don't want to i don't want to do that again i'm not going to put up with it and i mean i think the city the city is ready for football but they also want to see a winning team that's true they're ready for a winner to show up here and for a team who is at least going to compete that's true and Uh, in in the future we will deep dive into jeff fisher and his torrid history through the nfl and his just as dangles has put it the epitome of mediocrity jeff fisher But for today, we're going to focus on the Rams itself and previewing them for this season as well as the rest of the NFL season. So if everyone's ready, I say we get going. Let's rock and roll. So very first, we have the Los Angeles Rams and where they started. And that was back in 1936. They became the Cleveland Rams. They were owned by a great name, a man named Homer Marshman. I say these names not for you to write them down or learn them, but because they're simply amazing names. Homer Marshman. Homer Marshman. Homer. Now, they started in the AFL. The next season, they moved up to the NFL because the NFL was expanding at this time. And in 1946, the then-owner named Dan Reeves moved them to Los Angeles, and they started playing in the Los Angeles Coliseum, which is still was as big back then as it is right now. It's a huge place. Oh, it's massive. I mean, they sold the place out pretty much for the first Rams game back here. And it's unbelievable. where they will play their games until uh, the new stadium in, uh, in Inglewood is built. Oh, I can't wait for that new stadium. But nice. the deal to move into the Coliseum, the Coliseum made them sign a lease that uh, they had to have an African-American player on their team. The NFL did not have any African-American players on the, uh, in the league at that time, so they signed a man named Kenny Washington, and that allowed them to play in the Coliseum. In 1948... There was a fullback by the name of Fred Gerke, and this guy, he took the helmet. That's such a fullback name. Fred Fred Gerke. Gerke. Again, these names are spectacular. Fred Gerke took the helmet, painted horns on them, and ever since then, they've stayed on the helmet. He's an artist. He he is. He's a a blunt object and an artist at the same time. And thus the Rams were born. True Angelino. So now they enjoyed a lot of success over the next 30 years. Uh, Maybe not on the field, but definitely attendance-wise. They were tops in the league in attendance every year. They'd never, they never consistently sold out the Coliseum because there was over 100,000 seats in that place, but they constantly had more fans than anyone else, whether it was a good year or a bad year. In 1972, a man named Robert Ursay buys the team. Now, you may know Robert Ursay is the father of Jim Ursay, who now owns the Colts. Now, the way they got the Colts is when Robert Ursay bought the Rams, he immediately traded them to a man named Carol Rosenbaum traded the franchise for Carroll's Colts. Now, imagine that today. Imagine, like, Bob Kraft going up to Jerry Jones and saying, hey, you know, I'm good in New England. I've done enough. Let me retire in Dallas, and I'll take care of the Cowboys. You come up to New England and run the Patriots. Just, just you know. So it's like wife swap. but Essentially. With, but with uh, It's with franchises. With eventual billion-dollar franchise. Okay. 
Like, could you imagine if Jerry Jones just swapped, you know, with... Like, he know, wants to retire to Florida. He takes Shad Khan's Jaguars. Just decides one day, you know what? Oh, God, you know. I feel like Jacksonville wouldn't be the first place you would go if you were going to try and take over an NFL franchise in Florida. Maybe Jerry wants a fixer-upper. <laughs> there are two other franchises with a lot more storied histories, both of which are in nicer places than Jacksonville. And I speak from personal experience as someone who used to cover the Jaguars for the NFL Network on Sirius XM. Dangles will refer his... Uh, Three years? Three years. Three years of devastation in Three Jacksonville. Years. From quite 2011, often. my first year there was the final year that Jack Del Rio was head coach. My second year covering them, actually, actually the first press conference I ever went to as a professional journalist in Jacksonville was a Jack Del Rio press conference. And I appreciated it because he I asked a question at the very end that got talked over by another reporter because these places are like, it's a frenzy, like just trying to get your question out there. I can't there. wait to learn about and this. And JDR, JDR took the time to come up to me after the game and answer my question. Wow. Like after the press conference, rather after the press conference, he like he made eye contact with me when I started trying to ask it and he pulled me aside afterwards so he could answer it for me which I that's really appreciated guy. in my first wow, uh, that's in my cool. first time around so I, I've always had a little bit of extra appreciation for Jack Del Rio because he took the time to um, you know actually pay attention to me when it would have been just as easy for him to walk away because he would never have, have seen me again but anyway these are all stories for now I got plenty more stories for yeah the again room ba and back to the to Rams yeah, as we, we were talking we, we about the introduction later. to the Rams we'll talk about the Jaguars plenty believe me but 1979, again, the Rams were traded to a man named Carol Rosenblum in 72. But in 1979, Mr. Carol Rosenbaum Bloom dies in a mysterious drowning accident. So someone offed him to take over the team is what you're saying. Essentially. And who took over the team was his wife named Georgia Frontier. And Georgia was a real bitch. We're just going to preface that now. Is this history like, like uh, I now I know you did some extensive research to try and come up with the, <clears throat> Wikipedia. Um, Wikipedia. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Well, I mean, does, does history look back on Georgia frontier as a huge bitch? Well, here's the thing. I I'm, I'm titling or her, just paraphrasing. <laughs> I'm titling her bitch frontier because of the following actions that she took, which are, I mean, if she was an owner today, well, please, we'd I'm, be angry. I'm excited it. to hear what she did there. Is so it, uh, 1979, uh, her, her husband mysteriously dies. She takes over the franchise, fires her son, uh, who I believe was her stepson, as as like president of the team and takes over the team entirely. Um, then in 1980, moves the team out of the Coliseum to Los An uh, to Anaheim. I'm sorry, and they start playing down Anaheim. There was reasoning behind this because they could not sell at the Coliseum, and due to an NFL rule, most of their home games were blacked out on television. So she moved down to Anaheim in hopes to fill the stadium and get the teams back on TV. This allowed the LA Raiders or the Oakland Raiders to then move into the Coliseum and take that over. So she loses the thing that they've been in since the 40s of the Coliseum and loses that Los Angeles edge right away. And then moves on. Uh, Eric Dickerson, again, before we move on, Eric Dickerson had the best season of any running back ever in 1984 for the Rams, rushed for 2,105 yards, still ridiculous. Stud. And still intact. So Georgia, again, moves it down to Anaheim, and they start losing attendance numbers, losing the TV numbers, and start losing more games than they win. Georgia sees this as a California problem and decides to move the team. She wants to move it at first to Baltimore, but there's already a team there, the team her old husband traded to the Ursays. And so she decides to move to St. Louis. The only way the, the NFL decided to not allow her to do this, but then Georgia threatened to sue the entire NFL. Because she was a bitch. Because she was Bitch Frontier. And Bitch Frontier came down with lawsuit after lawsuit until Paul Tagliabue finally said, you got it, and moved to St. Louis. Now, the only way she could move to St. Louis, she didn't have the money to afford it. 
So she gave 30% stake to a man who fronted the money for the move to St. Louis, and that man's name is Stan Kroenke. Mm. Enter the Stan man. Enter. Stage left. Enter. Enter Stan man. <laughs> so Kroenke in 95 gets a 30% stake in the team. They move to St. Louis. In 99, they win their first Super Bowl against Jeff Fisher's Tennessee Titans. One yard. Enter. Yeah, enter Jeff Fisher. Enter, enter Jeff, Jeff Fisher. Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the the eighteen the eighteen uh, inches eighteen how 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 far away was he? Three, oh. Well, I mean one yard. One yard. One yard. Yeah. The pa- the final pass from Steve McNair to Dyson. Kevin Kevin Dyson, who uh, made a break for the end zone, tried to do I, I think he tried to do like a you know a like juke a more like a head juke or something like that, and it's he just around. got wrapped up around the waist, and his arm was just too short, and now. 17 years later, here Jeff Fisher is at the helm of the team that beat, that him, beat by him by a one yard. mere, what was it, three feet. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, 36 in, inches. In 2001, we'll go back to Dangles because in 2001, the Rams made their second, oh, I'm sorry, their third Super Bowl and lost to the New England, New England Patriots. Patriots. Adam Vinatieri's first of two <laughs> game-winning field goals that would give us Super Bowl rings. That was, a, that was the day my father cried. Ball I had to wait. Up. I had to wait until 2004 when the Red Sox won the World Series to see that. Ah, yeah. But uh, oh, in Detroit, we don't. We're not, <laughs> afford, we're not afforded those luxuries. <laughs> Must be nice. I'm so sorry, bro. It's okay. I mean, we got the Red Wings. I think it's coming. I we got the Red Wings. We do have the Red Wings. We got the Red Wings. Everybody loves hockey, right? Yeah, yeah. There you go. You got the Red Wings. It's a huge sport in America. Um, <laughs> so we move forward. We know most of the Rams' recent history. In 2010, Stan Kroenke becomes full owner after buying the team after uh, Georgia bitch frontier passes away. May she rest in peace. Um, he buys the team in 2010. He has a clause in the contract that says you do not have to stay in the St. Louis uh, stadium. And they end up signing a year-by-year lease, and Stan starts to build the plan to move it out to L.A. In 2015, him and his company buys a huge plot of land in Inglewood and decides to build a state-of-the-art stadium out here and just starts building it before he even knows the team can be out here. Um, 2016, they move out here, and the question is, guys, that we're going to attack is, will we care, will anyone care? And if preseason ticket sales are a, are a sign of the future, that first game sold over 90,000 tickets in that Coliseum, a preseason game. Well, as we as we all know, uh, winning matters most, yeah. and I think with the Rams having the likes of a Todd Gurley on the off- offensive side of the ball, and then having a, a Donald on the defensive side of the ball, back to back rookie of the years. That's um, ridiculous. That's that's a heck of a start and an opportunity for fans to connect with players, and then see where it goes. Now, uh, I might I'm not as optimistic as Dangle might be um, in terms of winning, but. I think that the first couple of years are going to be tough for them. I think the excitement of having a new team in Los Angeles is going to propel them, you know, through the hard times. It'll be year three and year four where people are going to start, you know, sliding. It's that new stadium year. Yeah. I mean, they're trying to survive till that new stadium's up. And and once they do, it'll that'll that'll kick up, you know, a lot of fandom, a lot of excitement. But you know, Hollywood and Los Angeles. You know, they love attaching themselves to a winning team, whether it's the Clippers. Because, I mean, we Absolutely. can all remember a time period where the Clippers were the biggest joke in the NBA. Yet I see just as many Clippers jerseys, hats as I do Los Angeles Lakers around town. And I think the same thing's going to happen with the Rams. I think you're going to start to see Rams jerseys in like music videos oh, absolutely. and stuff like that. I think the Rams are going to like start to infiltrate popular culture because they're in Los Angeles. And I rounded, you know, aisle nine in the grocery store the other day and couldn't, couldn't make my way through it because there was so much Los Angeles Rams paraphernalia, mugs, and I mean, and that new t-shirts. stadium's going to bring 
many more things than football stuff here. We're going to have legit Super Bowls. We're going to have WrestleMania. We're going to have big events that happen at that stadium. It's going to be another point, not that they need it, but another point to have the Olympics here. Like that stadium is going to be a big deal. I, mean, I think part of it too is, and not to say that, that, it, that, you know, it's not complete without it, but you know, LA is the second largest city in the United States. And here it has been sitting 22 years without an NFL team. NFL is the most popular sport in the United States, despite baseball being our, you know, America's pastime, quote unquote. And NFL team kind of legitimizes the city. It brings all four big, all of the big four pro sports back to Los Angeles. And, um, you know, if, you know, I look, I'm not necessarily optimistic that they're going to win. I'm simply saying they need to win if they want to keep interest up. But I, I say this coming, coming from somebody or coming as somebody who granted the markets are completely different. But yeah. I've watched the team try to rebuild for years and years and years and try all these different methods and just nothing, nothing's worked. And they're getting there. I'm speaking about Jacksonville, of course. They're getting there. <laughs> they're getting there now. They have some of the right pieces. But it may take some time on the opposite side of things. And people also need to be patient. Like, I, w I would hope that we wouldn't just, that this city isn't just going to write the team off. And I don't expect that they will after one season because they go seven and nine, which they're prone to do. Yeah. Well, keep in mind, too, also, you know, they didn't, they, they weren't Jacksonville, where Jacksonville started off from scratch. I mean, mm -hmm. you mean, when it was announced that the Rams were moving to Los Angeles, all those old Rams fans came out with their jerseys and Absolutely. showed up on the local news. Retro is, you know, right? Cool retro again. is cool. I mean, it, it's, it's not a, you know, it's not a normal situation. It would, if anything, it could be closer to the Cleveland Browns when they went back to, you know, they started back up. But even then you could say it's not even, it's not the same as that. Uh, That's kind of a death toll right there. If you're going to say, well, we could be like the Cleveland Browns. Well, but, but think about that. I mean, with the Cleveland Browns picked up right where they left off from a fan That's point true, of view. Now, fan now, point now, of view yeah. now, they also picked up from a, you know, a losing, stand point of yeah, view. losing yeah. standpoint. These are the questions though. Will Todd Gurley stay healthy? Will Jared Goff be, will he live up to, who's he going to throw to expectations? Who is he going to throw to? Will they get the protection they need from their offensive line? I mean, these are the questions that, that we're going to have to answer in a very tough division where you have a Seattle and an Arizona team that, that either of which I think, frankly, could be NFC or uh, yeah, NFC Championship game contenders, if not Super Bowl. Speaking of the pieces, Dangles, he was doing a little roster work for us. Anything that jumps out at you, other than the Aaron Donald, Please Todd Gurley. Oh man, well, I mean, you know, I think the first thing that, and like we just sort of talked about a little bit, um, you know, the first thing they really need to shore up is their wide receiver situation. Yeah, I mean, you know, granted, they did just give Tavon Austin a big money deal. Huge. Um, I think it was something to the effect of $42 million, um, over the course of four years. That's wide receiver one money for a guy who is built and plays like a wide receiver two, maybe on a bad day even, you know, your slot guy. And and so I'm just, you know, with the other people or with the other the other guys that they have at that position, Bradley Marquez, who's a, a receiver out of, uh, out of Texas Tech, and uh, their second round pick this year, Farrow Cooper, um, who I, I like him. Believe, he he's he has flashes of greatness. But again, he's a rookie. Early on, but he's a rookie. He's got he's a lot of catch the ball with his hands. He's out of South Carolina. Um, he caught two balls for 30 yards and a touchdown in the preseason this year, but he did go down, I think, last week, and he got hurt. I'm not yeah. sure if that's going to keep him out for an extended period of time over the course of the So that uh, wide receiver corp still has to figure itself, itself out. It's it's really lacking. Well, Kenny Britt's not going to do it for you? I mean, Kenny Britt is there. Um, He's I been mean, around since Georgia Frontier was around. <laughs> Kenny Britt <laughs> Kenny Britt is almost is almost that old. Um, so it's it's going to be it's going to be an interesting um uh, an interesting start. I, I'm I'm excited uh, to watch the tight end position. I think that could be a big a key position for them. Um, in addition to Lance Kendricks, the um, yeah, their tight tight end one another draft pick they took this year was uh, Tyler Higby. Yeah, a lot of people I'm are talking about him. I'm trying. He's to, supposed to have a great camp. 
he he did have a great camp and he actually had a really nice um he had a really nice preseason. I'm trying to get his stats here, but the internet's being he's out of Western Kentucky actually. He's a oh, big that's, boy. That's, that's a, that's a tight a, end factory. He's a Hilltop. big boy, six four, two forty three. He caught seven balls, averaged ten yards a catch in the preseason. He didn't there catch any touchdowns, but that's you know, likely because he was he wasn't the first guy being targeted. And what's a young quarterback's best friend? His tight end. Tight it's end. a safety blanket. I yeah. mean, you know, look at look at every every team that, that is solid in the NFL. His the quarterback has a safety blanket tight end to go to. And, yeah. always, and you remember, tight end is one of those positions that, you know, you see a lot of guys come from obscure, you know. Absolutely. I mean, so, you know, go Western Kentucky. There you go. Hilltoppers. <laughs> the Hilltoppers. So I'm excited as well as that defense because the offense may have to work some kinks out. Gurley is clearly the talisman on the team. It looks like Case Keenum is going to start and Goff will be on the bench to start. But that defense, man, that Ooh. thing can shut people down. That front down. seven. They can. They can. Seven. Well, and, we, you know, you mentioned you mentioned Goff. Goff, unfortunately, is, uh, I think, right now the third string quarterback. And, well, you know, and, that's you a good know, thing. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't hate that. Yeah. I don't hate that. No. We'll, we'll talk about Goff when he begins to start, but they got to try and win games first. And that's with Case. Yeah, it has we don't need to, another well, Blaine Case has to be the, Case has to be the guy, and Case seems to know that. Everything I've read suggests that he's even though every question that he gets asked after practice is about uh, Jared Goff. Yeah, he seems to be focused in on his game, and um, you know they had a decent preseason. They they scored some points. They they you know look they lost to Denver, um, yeah. and I'm pretty sure they lost by two points the other night to uh, Minnesota. Yeah. Um, but there's, uh, you know, there's there's light at the end of the preseason tunnel, gentlemen. I think I think they're really poised. And the defense, yeah, the defense as we. I mean, Aaron Don- along, Aaron Donald is a titan of a man. By Aaron Donald and is like um, Robert Quinn. Uh, how many sacks did he have last season? Uh, like that team, that front line, you don't want to touch it. When I when I when my Lions passed up on Robert. Quinn for Nick Fairley, I thought my head was going to explode. Quinn actually only had five sacks last year. Oh, maybe he it was the year before he that. He didn't have a huge. He had ten. Oh, it was actually two years ago in 2013. He had 19 sacks on the year. Oh, he okay. had ten and a half the year before. But I mean, he, the other thing about he's not. I wouldn't say. I guess he's. I saw, heard somebody the other day was like, "Oh, he's getting up there." And I'm like, "He's 26 years old." Yeah, the man. dude's not that old. So you've got Aaron Donald, um, and you've also got Alec Ogletree. He's going to be. Oh, he's going to be right. the signal caller at the Fun line. Fun to watch. That's um, a big deal. It, which is a big deal um he's a new father as i understand it so he's thank got you, hard some, uh, your wet thank you hard knocks but he's a, he's a solid middle linebacker he reads the field really well he's smart and i think he's a really good guy to have as their as their play caller on yeah. i mean he's he's going to be the one calling he's going to be their quarterback out there and absolutely he, he knows the game really well he knows the playbook really well um and and so yeah he's going to be he's going to be a big a big part of this defense so that's the front seven and then um the the other part that i'm a little bit concerned about is the secondary um because i only recognize one of these names in here as i've been as i've been teaching myself about these these guys and that's tremaine johnson um, otherwise, we're looking at a little Marcus Joyner, um, Mark Barron, Cody Davis, and Maurice Alexander. I remember Mark Barron. Mark, Mark Barron was Barron a very high another, draft pick. He was the Bucks. He was the, he was the Bucks first round draft pick. Seem to remember. Yeah, that's right. He's out of. Uh, that's right. He's out of Alabama. And if I can remember correctly, he plays more of a hybrid like. Like if if they're in the nickel, he'll be down where the he's linebackers. Like, play. Yeah, he's like an extra. He's he's like an extra safety that they yeah. bring in on on the the packages that require you know like six or yeah. seven defensive backs out there. And Tremaine Johnson's fighting for that kind of you know top ten, top fifteen. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, he got paid money this offseason. He got paid, so you know he's got to step up too. So I think the two the two main uh, areas to watch this year, gentlemen, are going to be the secondary um, and uh, uh, and the wide receiver core. Yeah. 
Uh, I and I, w- I would maybe say even the offensive line to a certain extent, just because there's such it, it's sort of an unknown. Like yeah. we don't really know whether or not they're going to be able to provide. I think Case Keenum the protection that he's going to need. And so that's that's what I learned about the Rams. Right we now. are we are ready for the season. And uh, as we said, if they will win, we will follow. They will come, and we'll we'll be talking about them regardless. But in order to build a fan base, you need to start putting W's up there. Absolutely. And I don't know. And we'll see if it happens this year. <laughs> Let's go Rams. Ram it. Ram it. Play a little game called. You ever played this game before? We're gonna play a game called Marry Fuck Kill in college. It's yeah, kind of is... in college. It's college. It's kind of With it's alcohol. kind of it's kind of in questionable taste. But we're gonna go. Where we're gonna with go it for it? And the way podcast. the way we're gonna do divisions is each one of us is gonna pick our marry fuck kill for each division with the teams. Start right away with the AFC East, and I'll kick it over to you, Dangles, Mr. Father of the Patriots. What's your <laughs> well, uh, Mary mean, Fuck Kill this year? I have to go with the Patriots for your Mary. I think it's kind of, I think it would be silly not to in the AFC East. They're the favorite, even with Tom Brady sitting out the first four games of the season. I love what I saw from Jimmy Garoppolo in the preseason. Do I you? think I do. I really do. He's loved. gonna. I loved it. For loves a strong word. As much as we'll look, I mean, look, you can't set the bar too high for a kid like this. He's been, you know, shadowing Brady. He's had a few instances to play some games in the preseason and and maybe towards like the end of the season and final quarters. But this is his first. This is a big deal. All eyes are on him. I get you got to keep in mind this is six six different states. That make up New England Patriot Nation, which and even which more makes up about the, you know the, the the same amount of space as Michigan. Maybe that may be so. That may be so, but still, they, it's a big deal, and I really liked what I saw where, out of where Garoppolo. Would you put, where would you put Garoppolo on the on the spectrum of quarterbacks? Who would you say he's most comparable to? Ooh, that's a good question. Because um, to me, he seems like an Andy Dalton. Okay. Well, Andy Dalton had a had the I'm, best team in the AFC last year. Oh, absolutely. I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that to knock him. I'm saying in, in terms of skill set, like he kind of reminds me. He kind of reminds me of Joe Flacco when Joe Flacco was good. Super Bowl winner bit. Joe Flacco. He was a super really? a little bit. Yeah, he's got he, the arm strength like Joe got, Flacco. He's got. I think it's there. I think it's there. All right. So we're marrying. Uh, we're marrying the Patriots. I think with it's there. I don't think we saw. I don't think we saw Garoppolo full on in in the preseason. Let's will. be very honest. It doesn't fucking matter. I think we're. I think it, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Ultimately, Brady's going to come back. Steps back on that field as long he's as Rob be Gronkowski be, yeah. stays healthy uh, and, and doesn't Martell, get and doesn't Martellus get hurt. Bennett is, is having that. This is the first time since um, since Aaron Aaron Hernandez and Rob Gronkowski were the two tight ends that we actually have something to say about them. So the defense, if they stay healthy, I think we'll be good with uh, with the Patriots to marry. So then you got the marry on the Patriots. Who the else? Marry on the Patriots. Um, and I think this year, uh, you know, I really feel I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna fuck the Miami Dolphins. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think uh, Arian Foster is set to have a big year. Okay. And I think he's going to be, if he stays healthy, he's going to be good. Um, I like Devontae Parker. I like Ryan Tannehill as long as he doesn't make any wow. more bullshit comments about his receivers. Yeah. Um, and then I think I got to go ahead and kill the New York Jets. I don't really? see any reason wow. to believe. Wow. I don't see any reason whatsoever to believe that the New York they Jets are going to be. They had a great offense last year. I don't see any. Yeah, that was with Chris. They had the leading rusher in the NFL. It was Chris Ivory, who plays in Jacksonville now. I understand and that. I don't trust Geno Smith to make good throws yet. He's, I haven't seen anything. He's not playing. He's there. not even it's, starting. It's, it's what are you talking about? Geno Smith. I'm sorry. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fine, but I, okay. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I'm going with the Jets. They're Brian. my they're my kill for this year. Well, I I do agree with Dangle. I'm going to take the Patriots all the way in terms of pairing. Yep. I think that would be. Um, You'd be you'd be a fool not to take. Them. I agree with you, but I w- I'm going to to fuck the New York Jets. Really, I I, think, I would agree with you. I think Bowles is a wonderful coach. Yeah, I think he's a great coach. I think Fitzpatrick is 
maybe one of the most underrated quarterbacks. His stats are 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 much better than most um, in terms of yards and and completions and things like that. And and you know I do think having Forte is going to be a a awesome thing too. I think they've got a nice decent offensive line. They've got Brandon Marshall, who you know usually out. Out warms his welcome within the, a year, but, but undeniably amazing player. And he lo- and you know what? He seems happy. Yeah. He sounds happy. Yeah. You know, he seems to like the the Jets organization. So keeping him happy is important. But that's a great defense. Yeah. That's a great front seven. And I think they're going to compete. I think they had a good year last year. If you know, if anything is is indication that the Jets are going to have a good year, I think it's having Fitzpatrick at the helm. You and know, kill. Yeah, so at kill. I think the Miami Dolphins is the team I'm gonna kill. I don't have faith in Ryan Tannehill. I think um, I don't think this is a year for Miami. I don't think so either. They, you know, and having Indomitian Sue, you know, as a former Lions fan, I I think he's a good player, but they overpaid him, and I think that's gonna they're they're paying the price you and know, a, a, on the back end because the back end is terrible. Those mm-hmm. are those are awful DBs. And as for Buffalo, I see Buffalo as a team that's gonna really underperform this year. I mean, they have playoff aspirations, but that defense is missing so many pieces. We haven't talked about Buffalo yet, but I'm not a huge fan. I, of that but team. I think no. they're an unknown. I think I I think with Tyrod Taylor having a decent year last year, still having you know um, Sammy Watkins and 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 Lashawn McCoy, I think they they're gonna be competitive. They're better than they're better than most. Four teams, I think. I don't know, but I mean, it'll be interesting. I, I, I would put money on Rex getting fired. They had a fired. really hard time scoring when I, they got yeah, into I'd the red put, zone I'd last put money year. on Rex Ryan Charles not Clay being there next is, year. I will say, however, is a very underrated tight end. So um, let, let's move on to, to the uh, the AFC North now. We'll kick it over to Brian Guy first. AFC North, marry, fuck, kill, Brian. You know, I'm gonna, I, I really like the what the Pittsburgh Steelers are all about. I think that with... Roethlisberger, you know, potential Hall of Famer. I don't think you can guaranteed Hall of Famer. I, I I would say so. Some people argue otherwise, but I think they're stupid. Um, but I, I think having Roethlisberger, um, Bell coming in l- later in the year. Um, not to mention that they have a they're one of the best home teams, and I think that plays a huge factor. In Absolutely. It. Who are you fucking? I love the Cincinnati Bengals too. I do too. Um, have a lot of faith in them. They've been consistent, but consistent losers in the playoffs. But that's not what we're doing here. But um, I'd say the Cincinnati Bengals, and then my kill. It's got to be the Cleveland Browns. Let's come on. Let's you can't, not. You let's, can't. You can't. In good faith, you can't look me in the eyes and say that you're going to kill the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't like Baltimore either. But not uh, clearly not as much as you know. I, I think Cleveland's going to falter. But I, I I do think that the the Baltimore Ravens are going to be an underperforming team. I think a lot of people have put have them in that top fifteen yeah. range, and I, I don't have as much faith in that. I think Joe Flacco coming off his injury and things like that are, are is going to be hard. What do you got for me, Dangles? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go slightly different direction. I'm gonna marry the Cincinnati Bengals. I, 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 I would too. love Cincinnati. I love the Red Rifle Andy Dalton. I love AJ Green. Um, I I love the dual headed running back system they have going there, and I love their defense. Their front seven is monstrous. Yeah. Um, kind of a Mal- team that plays Maluga, with an edge. Von still, what's that? Kind of a team that plays with an edge. They do. They yeah. really do. How do you feel about the wide receivers, though? Having having Marvin Lewis with now in Detroit, AJ, and, with, and with AJ Green, I I've always you know I don't know it, it's going to be a, a it's going to be a big deal when Tyler Eifert I comes back. Eifert, I will say because he's out for I think five or six eight. games. I think he's supposed to be out like eight weeks. Either wow. either way, so. whenever he comes back, he's going to need a couple games to knock the rust off. Yes, he and, is. Uh, but so I, I'm, I think that's a good point to bring up, and I think the success or failure of the Cincinnati Bengals is going to hinge on how safe um, uh, Andy Dalton feels throwing to his wide receivers. Truth be told, I'm not. I'm not 
very well versed with the Cincinnati Bengals wide receiving Nobody court is. outside of outside of AJ Green. Nobody, not even um, Cincinnati Bengals fans. Who are you gonna fuck there, Daniel? So uh, I'm gonna fuck. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. Um, it's just I can't commit to them completely. I guess, and that's that's I guess the the whole nature of this sort of thing. I just don't. Ben's great. Antonio Brown is great. Le'Veon Bell. And I, I wouldn't usually use a fantasy comparison to compare to the to to real life, but just the same way that he is in fantasy, he is too much of a liability for me as a running back in terms of injury and his off the field suspension stuff that he can't seem to keep his head out of you know the gutter for whatever reason and gets yeah. himself in trouble. They're just too iffy, and the defense hasn't been great the last year. Their yeah. their standbys are getting still, old. You're still fucking with them though. I'm still fucking with them though because there's because, because they're the solid division and be, is mostly because I love Mike Tomlin and because I, I think he can make chicken soup out of chicken shit. And so who and who he has <laughs> absolutely who we uh, who we kill? And so I also have to kill the Cleveland Browns. See, um, okay, here's the thing. I don't, I don't, I can't, I can't in good faith do that to the. And I'm just, I'm not convinced that that a Robert Griffin the third is the answer to their quarterback woes. B that um, either Duke uh, Johnson Jr. or Isaiah Crowell is going to be a huge factor in the backfield. And C that Josh. Gordon is really going to have a meaningful impact on their offense. If Gary Barnage has another breakout year, this is going to be the only guy that RG3 has to throw Here, to. Here's the thing, And who though. the fuck is left on he, their defense? Their best safety is in, or was Tayshawn Gibson, and he's in Jacksonville now. He just thing, traded Justin Gilbert, too. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing with Cleveland. Hugh Jackson, he's a good coach. I think he's going to be a really good coach in that city. And I think, I, I know I'm a gambling man, as you left coasters to learn as we go along, and I bet the over in season wins on Cleveland. I think they're going to be not a great team, but a six-win team easily. Ooh, I, think I think they surprise I think that's asking a lot. And we didn't talk about the Ravens, but nobody has any faith in the Ravens to be a playoff team because the AFC, in my opinion, is not very strong this year. No, it's not. No. I mean, arguably the top five teams, there might be one AFC team in that. You yeah. New England I Patriots, see, the other four are probably NFC teams. I see the the Ravens as uh, I see the Ravens as maybe a seven and nine, eight and eight team. And in that division, I think you're either going to see Pittsburgh or um, or Cincinnati have like you know an eleven, a ten and six, an eleven and five okay. year, and that could easily win that division. You don't right. have to be you don't have to be a twelve win team to win the AFC North. Now this keep year. in mind too, the Bengals also have the sixth easiest schedule. Oh. And the Steelers eight, respectively. So moving on, Dangles, we're gonna kick it right back to you. Stick with the AFC South. Marry, fuck, kill. Uh, I think the team. Uh, I think the team to marry uh, here is. Well, you know, I've been going back and forth all over this. I, I, I it's got to be the Indianapolis Colts. You're gonna marry Indy. I, I'm gonna marry Indy. Andrew Luck is back. He's healthy. Wow, really? um, T. Y. Hilton and Dante Moncrief are a are a scary wide receiver, deep threat, fast. Um. Uh. uh you know. Pairing, I, 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 I truly don't know who's running the ball for them. Exactly, I um, couldn't, I couldn't disagree with you more. Who are you fucking? <laughs> um, I'm fucking the Jacksonville Jaguars um, because I just think they have nothing but potential. They have nowhere but up to go. Blake Bortles is awesome. Um, Chris Ivory is going to be a huge help in the backfield. So too. Their defense looks is starting to shape up really well. Jonathan Cyprian is a guy you're going to want to watch. Oh, the safety, uh, the, one of their safeties. He's a young guy, but he's very good. And the additions of Prince Amukamara yep. and Tejon Gibson are going to be big on their defense. So I'm fucking the Jacksonville Jaguars. And uh, I, I have to go ahead and and this was tough, but I think in the end I got to have to go ahead and, and kill the Tennessee Titans. Ugh. I'm just not. I'm not convinced that Demarco Murray is the answer. I don't know how. I think there's going to be too much of a con- you're not good Marcus Mariota is you have to build your entire offense around him he's got to be the guy that's the center of both the running and passing game I think in your and you have to have your back be secondary DeMarco Murray is not a secondary back he wants to be the centerpiece of an offense and I just don't know if Mike Malarkey is going to work him in that way but that remains to be seen I think there's a lot of young potential on that team Brian 
All right. Well, you know, I couldn't be in a bigger disagreement. I think that's also says a lot about this this division. This, this division is, is is probably the most parody ridden division yeah. in 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 the. Uh, you could NFL be eight division. and eight and win this. Division. I'm gonna go with the Houston Texans for Mary. I like that. I I, wow. I, I don't like. Their odds, I think they're one of the. I think they're a little overrated. I think Brock Osweiler. I mean, there's something to be said for John Elway passing up on you and going with a Trevor Simeon. Um, that could true. be that could be a money that could be a money problem. That could be a money talk. talk but I, I I think that says a lot about who, what they. I think about that might just way. drive him to be even better. Okay, yeah, you absolutely. didn't want me in Denver. Fine, I'm gonna kick the shit out of you when we come to visit you in. Uh, and he's in, walking in into Denver. a nice team. He's walking into a nice team. I mean, mm-hmm. there's, that's a pure wide receiver, you know, in Hopkins. And I, Hopkins I, obviously, sure. that defense is going to be nasty. Yeah, it might be the best. Nasty. So Brock Osweiler doesn't have to do a lot. Eh, if they stay healthy. Yeah. I and mean, and Jadavian and Clowney is back, yes, and JJ Watt is JJ Watt. But, but with this division, as you pointed out, hurt. but with this division, as you pointed out, there's going to be, there's going to be, you know, Brock Osweiler doesn't have to win. No, just use the twelve manage. games to pull it no. off. He's got to just right. do his job. Who are you fucking? Um, I'm fucking the Jags too. I think yeah. the Jags, they just, they're sexy right now. They're they, everybody's talking about them. They're having great. They're having a great camp. Gus Bradley, I think, has done a nice job assembling free agents. Like that says a lot when you've got guys coming from Super Bowl winning teams and competitive teams coming to your organization to and play. And we'll see if they fit. Who are you killing? Uh, I'm killing the Colts. I, I there hasn't been a worse preseason team uh, than the Indianapolis Colts. I have no faith in their defensive backfield. Uh, they're going to get thrown on a lot, and their offensive line has been garbage. Uh, in fact, I believe it was they pulled you know Andrew Luck in yeah. one of the preseason yeah. games because he was getting hit too much. And anytime there's a, a a war between the front office and the head coach, it's never a good sign for your football team. All right, Brian, we'll stick right with you. We got one more division in the AFC. That is the AFC West. So very quickly, marry, fuck, kill. Uh, I'm going to marry the Denver Broncos. Um, Super Bowl champs. It, it's hard to beat a defense. You know, d- defense wins Super Bowls. So yeah. not much to say there. But um, I'm fucking the Raiders. Yeah, um, they, they again like the Jaguars, young, sexy, um, can pla- can pass, can play defense. Um, Khalil Mack, I mean, Khalil Mack is amazing. Let's, you know, there's not much to say about him that hasn't already been said. And then I'm killing the Chargers. I think that that Ugh. that is a shit organization. It really is. Uh, whether whether you side with them over the Bosa thing or not, I, I think they displayed some very poor judgment in terms of how to handle that situation. And that's. That's been their M.O. I mean, in our generation, you're talking about the Eli Manning, Philip Rivers situation where Eli Manning and his father absolutely said, no, I, that organization is trash. I'm good. I don't see that team doing very well. This absolutely year. not. Uh, Dangles. So, and I, you know, I've, I've sort of been thinking about this, but I really, I really like Kansas City. Oh, yeah. I love nice. Kansas City. You're going to marry this the I'm going to marry the Chiefs. Nice. Um, and I'm trying to, uh, truth be told, I don't know a lot about their defense. And I wanted to refresh my memory before They're I go and make an ass of myself. But yeah. I'm pretty sure they had an excellent defense. They do last have some year. injuries, though. They, they have do some... have some injuries. And there's some concerns at wide receiver outside of Jeremy Macklin because he's yep. the only guy yep. that there is. But to a great throw receiver, there. nonetheless. But um, I think they have an excellent offensive line. Uh, anchored by Eric Fisher. I think Travis Kelsey is a great tight end, and I think with Jamal Charles back this year, if he stays healthy, Alex Smith is going to be having a blast behind the line there. Who are you uh, fucking? I'm going to fuck the, uh, everything else I'm going to go with Brian with. I'm fucking the Oakland Raiders. I think there's a lot to be said for Derek Carr there, um, and Amari Cooper, I just love him. I think oh, he's yeah. going to be huge, and and Khalil Mack anchoring that defense, like you said. How much more can you ask for? There's a lot of potential for JDR in Oakland. And, um, and then I'm also going to uh, kill the San Diego Chargers. I mean, Keenan and Allen is the brightest spot on that team. There's a lot of talk about Melvin Gordon being coming having a breakout year this year. He had a good camp. He had a good camp and a good preseason, but 
I mean, Philip Rivers has been another guy who has just like had flashes of greatness, but ultimately just sort of flatlined when it's mattered. And it's a sad sight, but uh, if they do really, really bad, I do not want them in Los Angeles and at all. Chiefs have the easiest home schedule and the hardest away schedule. Oh, th- thank you, Brian. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> So uh, as we jump into it, the biggest, it was cut day the other day, and there was a lot of movement, uh, including, sadly, and this comes from Green Bay fans, sadly, Teddy Bridgewater going down for the season. I love Teddy ball game, and I felt really, really bad about that, even though it opened up the well, he Packers. He went down in a bad way, too. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I really love Teddy Bridgewater, and I hope he comes back with a vengeance, but the Vikings decided to make a trade, trade away their first and fourth round pick. Again, their first and fourth round pick. First in 2017, uh, fourth in 2018. To the Philadelphia Eagles for Sam I Am Bradford. I love it. This is Bradford's third team, and this Minnesota team feels like they can compete. Could not have been a sillier move. They can compete right now, and that's good that you guys take it. Let's do it really quick. Brian, what do you have to say on it? I love it because it... I think Sam Bradford is as good as Teddy Bridgewater. I think Teddy Bridgewater has a higher ceiling in the next five, ten years, but I think Sam Bradford comes in right now. He's a plug-and-play quarterback. He's going to fit well in that offense. He's not going to be asked to do a whole lot, but he's going to be efficient with the ball, and I think he's got an opportunity to take this team to where they were hoping to go in the first place, and that would just be good. Why do you hate I just it? Think, I just think it's too big of a gamble. He's really then done— Then Sean Hill? Then— He's. I don't think. I honestly like. That's six of one, half dozen of another. Another to me. That's how little I think of Sam Bradford. Honestly, as a quarterback, I just don't. He's. He has never done anything. But he hasn't had great. anybody. Think about the team. And he doesn't have anybody in Minnesota either. Stephon oh, I think Diggs he's got an is the only line. guy he's got, he's got, got to game. throw to. Yeah, it's easy for a quarterback to hand the ball off. His name isn't going to be in the stat line at the end of these Vikings game when Peterson had 30 carries. But he's going to be asked yards. to throw the ball 20 times a game, and and they, and they've got to count, and they've got to make. And I think Teddy proved that that's how you win games in Minnesota with that type of team. And I think that that that's the type of player he is. He's not the type of guy who's going to run a Chip Kelly offense, throw the ball. 40 times and dip and dunk and all I'm this not expecting stuff. him to throw the ball 40 times I'm just saying he's not he's not the guy who I want the football in the hands of when there's two minutes left on the clock sure. and we're down by four now here's the thing you guys both are going to differ on this and we will argue about it all season as we see Minnesota come up but I will sort of side with dangles on this because here's the best case scenario for Minnesota if they make a playoff run and go deep into the playoffs he, Sam Bradford plays amazing leads a 14 and two Vikings team next season you have now a quarterback controversy next season you have to decide do I want to pay well, Sam Bradford that no. far in, in advance though yeah, I mean, do you want to well, pay Sam Bradford 17 million next year while Teddy B comes back from his knee injury. This is serious. You just traded away your first and fourth round pick for this man, and if you do bad, you lost that. If you do well, you have a quarterback yeah, controversy. Think of it like this, too. They don't think Teddy Bridgewater's... I mean, they're hoping Teddy Bridgewater comes back if fully healthy this time next year, but if you tear your ACL completely yeah. and dislocate your knee, that's that. they're saying that's a 24... 24 month that's full that's recovery. Two years. That's two yeah. years. So that they sucks. gave themselves a chance by 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 doing by doing what they did, um, and they and they purposely went out and got a guy with a two year contract. It's ballsy because because you you know at least to, and I will say just playing devil's advocates you know as as the owner you have to go you know you're basically left with two options: do we scuttle the season pretty much? I would have scuttled. You know, and, no way. And wait until no next way. year until Teddy Bridgewater comes or Teddy Teddy comes back or you know. Um, I mean, they did just, or, you know, and use those draft that draft pick on a quarterback coming out of who knows, you know, where that could be, whether that's so, a uh, so, Taj Boyd or something like that. But. So as we wrap it up, one more question I want in the NFL news really quickly. Yes or no answer. Will Mark Sanchez start a game in a Cowboys uniform this year? Yes. No. All right. 
Dangles, lead us through the NFC breakdown. All right, uh, gentlemen, this should be this should be fun. Give me one moment here. Um, let's start with the uh, always fascinating NFC East. Uh, Tony, let's begin with you. Uh, Listen, who are you going to marry? I was ready to marry uh, Dallas uh, before Tony Romo got injured, and wow. now looking at it, I'm ready to still marry the Dallas Cowboys because that offense is going to lead them oh, into upside. greatness in ice in what I see to be one of the worst divisions in the NFL. I uh, I love Marion Dallas. I uh, I think they can do it, and I think Dak Prescott is going to be serviceable enough to lead them. I at, think he might even be good. I, th- I, I I like him a lot. I really want Prescott to be good, and uh, I'm gonna kill. Oh, I'm gonna fuck the Washington Redskins because as much as I don't think they're gonna win the division again this year, I do see that offense being a contender and be able to steal some games. I don't think they're a playoff team, but I think they're close. I think there's a little bit of regression there. And I'm killing everybody's fan favorite. I don't see anything good with the New York Giants. I do not see them being a contender at all. I see them having one of the worst seasons in recent memory from them. I do not like Ben McAdoo, even though he is a Green Bay guy. I do not think it's fit to be a head coach. And Eli Manning is a is a really, really solid quarterback. But I do not think, other than Odell Beckham, the tools are around him to give Eli time to throw that ball to the people he needs to throw to. So okay. that's my Mary Interesting. Fuck kill. I like that. Brian? I, too, had high hopes for Dallas. I'm going to keep them as my Mary. I okay. think Dak Prescott's going to be nice. I think uh, I think that defense is going to be better than what people think. They're going to they're gonna struggle, but it's a, as you said, it's a crap division to begin with, um, arguably the worst. Um, I'm going to fuck the New York Giants. Wow. And here's why. Every year, and it's a pity fuck. It's a pity fuck. Mm. Okay, well, it, at least, you know what? I, I appreciate the fact that you're honest about it's that. It's a pity fuck, and here's why. I don't, I, for all the same reasons you don't like the New York Giants, I, I agree, but they somehow every friggin' they year win, win games. They win. Eli win wins games. with nothing. They are at, they, they're in week 17 somehow playing for the playoffs, and, and it drives me crazy, and he has a, he has a, he has a predictable uh, uh, pattern of terrible games early on, and, and wins the games he's got got to win. Mm-hmm. It's like he decides to watch film that week. My kill team is going to be the Philadelphia Eagles, especially what they just did with with Bradford. There are very few instances in my lifetime where somebody just flat up traded their starting quarterback, who they had nothing but great things to say about, and was very excited about, uh, and, and traded him the week before week one, before the, the start of the season. And 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 now they're telling the team that they're going to now potentially start Carson Wentz the second he gets back. you imagine the reaction? I didn't, I didn't get, I would wish, uh, part of me wishes I would have tuned into Philadelphia Sports Talk Radio that day because, you know, Philly fans are already known for being psychotic. I mean, we're having a, yeah, but, and we're know. having a healthy conversation about Minnesota, how their, their prospects are. What do you, what do you do as a Philadelphia Eagle That's player? That's scuttling the season. It's rebuild That's season. Oh. scuttling the season. That's, That's a scuttle if you want. That's the saying, pure definition you know of a scuttle. And they traded away all those picks to get Carson Wentz. Yeah, but think about it like this. They also get a first pick next year that's I, it but but they yeah, did what but, they needed to do but think about it somebody comes up and says yeah, i'm gonna pay, i'm gonna i'm gonna trade I, mean, I want your starting quarterback for a first round draft pick after you just gave the house away for a, a potential look, all-star hall of fame quarterback look, yeah, i think it's could, it's good that could look really good after christian so. mccaffrey has a heisman season and comes out and suddenly you're sitting pretty to bring him or in as your next and if double threat or say running if carson back is serviceable you can get a leonard fournette or someone who's going to help your especially offense especially if you think the minnesota vikings aren't going to do as well this year Mm. You know, so you're you also well, banking. We'll, uh, we'll we'll get to that. So okay, so we've we've done the AFC East. Why don't we move on then to the AFC? I'm sorry, the NFC East. Why don't we move on to the NFC North? Yeah. Uh, let's start with you, Brian. The NFC North. This is your division. Uh, you know, it's going to be both of your division, I guess. Yeah, when I, think about I, it. I, I, you know, 
give credit where credit's due. I think the Green Bay Packers are a team that's that are you know poised to continue to do well. You know, Aaron Rodgers is a stud. Does you know does all the right things, says all the right things, and makes plays when he needs to. Um, as, yeah, but he didn't a couple of times last year. Yeah, you know, I don't I, think he I, had Jordy normally, Nelson. I think Jordy Nelson and his baby blanket. You know, we talk about the tight end position. Yeah, so being, one wide receiver also, does not necessarily an offense make. May I interrupt? It has to do a lot with the play calling, which is back in McCarthy's hands this year. Keep All right, going. you shut up. I'm, it's my turn. All right, who's your fuck then? Uh, fucking, you know, I'm I'm still going with Minnesota. I I, I you know, unlike you guys, I do like we talked about Sam Bradford. I think that's that's a a nice. Stabilizing, they stop the bleeding, and I think tourniquet only lasts for so long. Now, <laughs> so this is where the, I think this is where the division gets interesting is where you decide who who, who, who you're going kill? to kill. I, I, I despise Chicago. I'm talking. No, Jake right Cutler's now. the worst quarterback. Right. In, I don't know. Like, under, I don't understand how that guy. I don't understand how he still is a is a starting quarterback either. in this league. I mean, he's a he, cannon rocket arm. You can talk about you can talk about Sam Bradford not living up to expectations. He's he's he's, he's terrible. He's a ter- he's a terrible leader. I mean, you watch his press conference. He's a bad human. He's not a good person. Like, and He's he, not a good he, person. He doesn't seem to understand that that the guys who are wearing the blue with the blue helmets are on your team. An orange <laughs> trim, they're his guys. But he seems to think that whatever not whatever team not wearing that jersey that week is is his fucking team. And I, and I don't see them doing anything worthwhile. Before we uh, before we get to you, Tony, I will say I do like I do think that Kevin White could be a huge prospect. He's had a this horrible year. preseason. He's had a bad preseason. Yes, it's, but I mean, granted, he doesn't have anybody to throw to him. I I, I don't have any faith in that team whatsoever. Tony, I'll gladly jump into my division. And before I go into it, I will say that I was ready to uh, marry the Minnesota. Vikings. I really was. I was ready to yeah, serenade. I was ready to serenade the Vikings as the best team in the NFC and make a big case for it. Honestly, I was. Uh, now Vikings are off my list entirely. I think One Sam player out of twenty-two players on that on that team replacing him with Sam Bradford. Yeah, I do. I think Teddy Bridgewater made the jump this year. Not like a jump, but like the Cam Newton jump this year. I wow, swear to God, really? I thought it was going to be that year for him. Anyway, can't do it. Hindsight's twenty-twenty. I'm marrying my team. The Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go. I'm an official owner of the Packers. I will talk about them a lot this year, so I'll save that for later. I'm fucking the Chicago Bears for one reason and one reason only. That's ballsy. This is the same thing you had about New York. Every year, Chicago has something that makes me nervous. And this year, that John Fox is a good coach. Great coach. Vic Fangio coach. is a great defensive coordinator. And Jake Cutler, yes, throws a lot of picks, still has a rocket arm. Alshon Jeffrey can play, and I really, really think Kevin White's going to be good. And that Jeremy Langford kid in the backfield yeah. is shifty as hell. I don't say they're going to block. I don't say they're a playoff team. I say they're a team that steals wins from playoff contenders. Yeah, but but who's who who's blocking for that team? Uh, I mean, great question. People I don't know, but Chicago and John their Fox, studs they'll hurt. Find they lost their together. center to, to season-ending injury. They don't. They don't have. They don't have depth at the, on that roster. I see them stealing a few wins and surprising some people. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I'll tell you one thing: I'm going to kill, and that's guaranteed. That's the Detroit Lions. Yeah, I'm sorry, buddy. Because here's the thing: your co- your coach is getting fired. Very you guys will be oh, I don't, I don't new coach very next year. Ceiling, uh, um, and a very but they're going to put points up. I think they're, they're going to put crazy terrible. points. Up. I think they're going to be terrible. I do not think they're going to put points up and this is my opinion i think losing calvin johnson is a huge huge blow huger than they are ready to uh, uh to contend yeah, with when because Golden tate is your number one wide receiver calvin calvin he's is not right now that's the not? funny thing no it's marvin it's, it's marvin jones calvin oh, calvin oh. is and was a talisman and you have to just like adrian peterson force your whole defense to know where 81 was and now that that's gone you can play blanket defense against them and not have to shift coverage anywhere they become an easier team to play but against Matt Stafford and the that off- defense still stinks 
No, like it, it's over for them. But they still got Ezekiel Lanza. They have Haloti uh, Nada. They've got they've got pieces, more pieces than the Chicago Ziggy Bears. I love Ziggy Anza. They've got more the pieces than the. They've got DeAndre Levy back. Who's running Darius the ball for Slay. them? Uh, they've got uh, Amir Abdullah. Amir Abdullah, who weighs about a buck twenty. Uh, he's 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 a cool one ninety, but they've Joy- got and Joyke Bell when he can't run the ball. Joyke Bell, I don't know where he is. But think about it: this a little fun fact. They're running the no huddle offense this year. <laughs> They're running the no huddle offense because they know that Matt Stafford can only play to his height in the two minute offense. Now has Fat Matt Stafford lost enough weight to run he's the no huddle thin. offense? He's okay. looking thin. He's looking The NFC South guys, uh, Tony. Let me start with you here. Listen, I wanted to find a way to not marry the Carolina Panthers, but I could not. They're the best team uh, from the NFC last year. 15-1 and is nothing to sneeze at. I think at. they're the favorites to win the Super Bowl this year, honestly. I uh, I don't know if they... I mean, obviously, no one can win 15 years, two years, two 15 games, two years running, but I see no reason them not winning 12 games and winning this division relatively easy. Nitpicking if you are. Um, yeah. I will say that I... Uh, I I'm gonna have yeah, a th- where do you go from here? I'm going to have a threesome. All right, oh, guys. Wow. Is this an, we didn't discuss this as an option. You're, you're I, I, I could not. An I'll allow it. I, I, uh, I want to hear the logic behind I this. I could not decide. really like Dan Quinn in Atlanta. I really like what he's doing in there. Julio Jones is the closest thing we have to a robot. He just cannot be stopped. It literally cannot be stopped. My my pick for the best wide receiver in the league. Him. New Orleans has an offense that has not clicked in a long, long time, but Drew Brees still puts up the numbers, puts up the yardage, and I think Sean Payton, this is the year for him. I think they're really uh, pulling the wagons around and saying, guys, we got to make a run. Drew Brees is on the last year of his contract, and that means a lot He's in the NFL. No spring chicken. That means a lot in National Football League when you have one more year on the contract. This is a prove-it year for Drew Brees. This is the year he cements his claim, and I think they are both uh, fighting for playoff spots. Like not just fucking the division sense. I think they're fighting for playoff spots. I am uh, ready to kill the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for one reason and one reason only, and that's because they got rid of Coach Lovey Smith, who was not a great coach, but he was a coach that was improving that team. You are now stuck with the offensive coordinator, and I think that team falls a little bit because of it. Brian? Well, well you know, I, I'm not going to disagree with you on the Mary. Uh, I think that's been said, but said, but I'm going to fuck the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm not going to have a threesome. Ooh, uh, okay. I'm sticking, I am sticking <laughs> with Jameis Winston, and here's why. Don't have faith in the Saints. Their offense and defense are going to switch positions this year. You're actually going to be looking at a better defense and a much worse offense. Their offensive line, they've shown to be inept when it comes to protecting for Drew Brees. Don't have faith in Matty Ice. I think Matty Ice... Um, like Matt Stafford, has shown he cannot, for some reason, live up to expectations. And he doesn't make the big throws when he needs to he make doesn't. the big throws it, for Atlanta, and, and which makes me sad in a way because I love Matt Ryan as a quarterback. And, he and has, he's a great guy. And I he get has it. no excuse. Especially, I don't know what it would be. Uh, he has no excuse. with Between Julio Jones and now Devontae Freeman out of the backfield, I mean, who, who was a monster last year and I think is going to continue to be one of the best running backs in the NFL— he has no excuse not to be good in that offense, and I other don't, than maybe an iffy offensive line. Arguably, you're talking about the Carolina Panthers, the uh, New York, or excuse me, the uh, New England Patriots, Seattle Seahawks, Cardinals, all those teams at the top. You've got to upsert those teams. You got to mm-hmm. you got to show something that hasn't been. And I don't think Matt Ryan or Drew Brees has the talent or the tools around them to make that happen. And I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the team that can do that. Their defense looks great. Hargraves was their first-round draft pick. Looks wonderful. Grimes. Um, they've got a they've got a good team around them, and I think they're the ones that show up on, on Sunday. to see well, what one, happens. One last division, and boy, is it a doozy, gentlemen. The NFC West. Oh, save the best Start for with last. you. We, we did save the best for last. Brian, you go first this uh, time. I'm marrying the Arizona Cardinals, and here's why. I, I think, it's a good pick. 
I well, it's an easy pick. It's it, a safe pick. It's a safe pick. Isn't that what you want though? And to marry is at the end of the day. I mean, do you really want the person that you, you really want to marry the person? Never that you want just to settle. Fought? You know, you never want, want to settle. You don't want to settle, but safe can be nice sometimes. But I don't believe there's anything safe about Carson Palmer when he gets in the playoffs. I think Carson Palmer. Yeah, but that's a playoffs. They got to make up first. Well, well I, he did not do well in the two games last year. The, he no. did six turnovers. Six turnovers, I believe, in the NFC Championship game. I, I, I don't, I don't believe Carson Palmer um, is the guy, but he, I don't think he has to be. Uh, but you know, Bruce Arians' offense is a vertical offense, so he's got to get the ball to the people. I think he can. He's got a good offensive line, and that defense, the, 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 the you know, besides you know Patrick Peterson, you're, you're, you're kind of void on that other side. But you do have Tyron Matthew. Tyron Matthew. Well, Tyron Matthew's not a and th- Chandler, not an Chandler Jones just got added to that defense, and he, and which I is love, a huge. I, Robert Ndichi. Remember that name. Everybody talked about out him. of Ole Miss. Out of Ole Miss, he was a disappointment in the sense that he came out the most touted player in, in, in high school football to go into Ole Miss and, and had a, an average career at Ole Some Miss. off the field issues. Had off the field issues, but with a guy like Bruce Arians, what he did with Tyron Matthew, I think he has the potential to do that with Nimdichi and channel his skill set because that guy is is dangerous, super dangerous. I love their defense. I so, think so I, 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 I think too. if Carson Palmer can pull his, pull his shit together when it matters most, they can do it. They can do it really okay. well. Um, and then I'm going you know, to fight the Seattle you know, Seahawks, another easy one. You're talking the difference between the Cardinals and the Seahawks being one one win. They and don't one have loss. a wide receiver who can take the game over, unfortunately. Russell Wilson doesn't really have Baldwin, that Baldwin's deep nice threat. though. Baldwin's nice. He's and then he's got he's got what's his face? I'm Graham, not I'm not end. sending Doug Baldwin when I need to I'm not sending him on a on a you know, on a go route if I need a guy to go on a go he's route. He's gonna be game. running a curl route on a third and eight because I know he's gonna catch it and go down but beyond they, the marker. But that's not the part that's gonna get Pete Carroll stay up at night. It's gonna be the running game because they've got that running back by committee with a couple unknowns you know Rawls and those well those that's this is Thomas Rawls job to lose I mean Christine Michael has shown flashes of decency and and but they're no Marshawn Lynch but they're not Marshawn and no one's ever going to be beast mode for them so it's still available so then that Can leaves Rust- you <laughs> that leaves you with the 49ers and the Rams to kill I think the choice I think is it's pretty gonna simple be San Francisco there's too many obstacles in front of that team I, I can't tell you who's on their defense I mean if it's any indication I'm playing through a franchise in Madden 17 right now and they are <laughs> one and eleven <laughs> <laughs> well in that case I, I feel good about my choice. Sims. Thanks, man. And with the Rams, I, I think you're also kind of, you know, looking at a team that's going to struggle. But I, I have more faith in that defense than any aspect of the San Francisco 40s. All right, Tony. Luster. I'll jump right into it real fast. I'm marrying the Seattle Seahawks as much as it hates me. They're my least favorite team in all of the NFL. What, what's the difference between Seattle and, and Arizona for you? Uh, the difference is I think Arizona regresses and I think Seattle stays the same. And I think that's all they need to do to win that division. They won a lot of games last year and were a threat in the playoffs, period. I think they can do it. Not much has it. changed on the defensive side of no, the ball. I, I think, still bringing back most members of the Legion of Boom. I think it's is. all the same. And I think Russell Wilson makes players out of anyone who's on his team. And Doug Baldwin, yes, he's not the uh, 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 superstar, but he did tie the league in touchdowns last year for a reason. Like they, they, they make he's plays. great on that third and eight curl They make plays the for him. They know how to well, run When they get to the 20, they score. Yeah, and that, that's all they need to do. They have like, so many ways they can beat you in the red turns zone. You over. And Russell Wilson's good with the ball. I'm uh, Mary. Guys, I'm, kill our fu- I'm sorry. Fuck before we I get to it, I'm going to kill the San Fran as well. There's nothing. I, I mean, that might be the worst team in the league, and there's nothing more to say about them. And uh, I'm fucking. Oh, don't even say it. The Los Angeles Rams. Hey, ram it. <laughs> because I'm going to ram it right up in there. And uh, guys, there's no real reasoning for it. I'm just excited to watch them play football. 
break down real fast. We're going to give you all a team that we think is going to impress the most and team is going to depress the most. So I'll go real quick. I think the team is going to impress the most is going to be that Jacksonville Jaguar team for reasons that you guys have already stated. I think that offense is turned around, and I think it is the year for them to make a threat in the playoffs. And the team to depress, for some reason, I don't like Kansas City. I don't think... I, that's not to say they might not make the playoffs in the AFC because I don't think that division's very good, but I don't see them being the stud that every other that every other one sees them to be. Dangles? Ooh, that's you know, I was gonna say the team's impress is Jacksonville too in a way, but I, I think instead I'm gonna go with Oakland. I like Oakland in the nice AFC pick. West. I think they have a lot I think they have a really high ceiling. Like they have a lot of potential to be excellent on both sides of the ball. I'm looking forward very much to seeing this season for the Oakland Raiders and, and, and watching Derek Carr break out. And my team to depress is going to be, uh, I think I got to go with the Jets. I know you guys are really high on New York, but I just, I cannot get on. But it has, it has a lot less to do with the fact that I'm a Patriots fan and a lot more with the fact that I, I don't see Ryan Fitzpatrick as really being a breakout quarterback, and I really I don't see that offense as as having a lot of success. I all guess right. the teams are going to play. Right, guy? Well, you know, my breakout's going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for all the reasons that I stated. Let's talk about the wild cards. I think Tampa Bay gets in on a wild card. Wow. Tell, me what the other, tell me what other wild card teams you think they're going to we'll be. We'll do that in two seconds. All What's right, the team so to deep press? Uh, deep press? For all the same reasons... You, uh, you pointed out with Oakland. I think the Denver Broncos are going to depress. I think they're going into a very strong division. I think the, with the Denver uh, defense doing as well, but not having the offensive firepower, the consistency they had last year with Peyton Manning, you know, ups and downs nonetheless, but 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 winning, I think they're going to lose games to Oakland. You know, they're going to lose games to the Kansas defense City Defense wins championships, you're absolutely right, but defense that has to be out on the field for 45 minutes out of a 60-minute game, is that's when you get in trouble. And, I mean, if Denver doesn't have a strong offense, that defense is going to be playing a lot. A lot of snaps. All right, before we get out of here, we would be remiss of us not to name our playoff teams as well as our Super Bowl teams. I'll go first. That way I give you guys a chance to write yours down because I came prepared, folks. I'm ready for this NFL season to start. I'm going to start in the AFC, and I think the top two teams, the teams that get the buy are New England and Cincy. I think they're the best two teams in the AFC. I think Houston and Kansas City win their divisions. Again, I said Kansas City is going to depress, but that doesn't mean they're going to win that. not win that division at a 9-7. and seven. I think the New York Jets and the Pittsburgh Steelers take those two wild card spots. And then in the AFC Championship, I have New England versus Cincinnati. And I'll tell you my Super Bowl in a second. But uh, going to the NFC now, I see Green Bay and Carolina as the two best teams in the NFC. I see Dallas and Seattle winning the other two divisions. I see Atlanta and Arizona in the wild cards. And my uh, NFC Championship is Green Bay versus Seattle. Interesting. In Lambeau Field. All right. Uh, well, I, I'm going to uh, differ from you slightly on the first start of the AFC. I think New England and Kansas City are going to be the two best teams okay. in, in the AFC. I think they get the two first-round buys. Um, I think Cincinnati wins its division. Um, and I think that uh, I think that Indianapolis might very well win the AFC it's South. It's, it's wide open. Um, wild I, cards? The wild card, wild card spot, you know what? <laughs> I think I think Oakland takes one of them potentially. Wow, that'd be awesome. Oakland, I think Oakland maybe could sneak in there at an eight and eight team and snag up a wild card spot. 
Um, I would love to say that Jacksonville is going say to do it, this. Baby. I say really it. would love to say that this is going to be a playoff team for them this year. But I think Pittsburgh takes the other okay. wild card spot. And uh, NFC? And, oh, I'm sorry. What was your AFC uh, championship? Oh, uh, right. A- AFC championship game. I think you're going to see uh, Patriots versus Chiefs. Okay. And uh, what's your NFC? And then, uh, right. So then over to the <laughs> over to the NFC, um, I think you're hard-pressed to find better teams in the NFC than, uh, than Arizona and Green Bay. Okay. I think they're the top two teams. I think Arizona goes in as the one seed in Green Bay is the number two seed um i think that uh, you're probably going to see um carolina win its division maybe okay. they don't have a season like last year um you know it's it, that, that's i think they'll be the three the two or the th- it's kind of on the fence with them i'm tough it's tough to uh, go between them uh so i think um yeah i think carolina wins its division and i think um i think i think dallas might actually win the nfc Dak prescott the baby NFC we're all aboard East. the Dak prescott really train who are your wild um, and then cards? My, uh, wild card teams uh you know i like i like potentially um atlanta as a wild card team i, I do think too. if they put i think if they put a season together they had a decent preseason and Devontae freeman's a beast uh and i like seattle is the other wild card and your team. NFC championship and the NFC championship game I think you're going to see Arizona versus Carolina okay fuck you for not leaving Green Bay in there keep going Brian alright awesome I think the Denver Broncos are going to win the uh, AFC West although I do believe that they, they could fall very easily That that's a shaky division. that was your team to depress I think I, well I think they're going to I mean Kansas City was mine as well so I think I think that's 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 what kind of division we're looking at yep, I, think I got the, you the AFC North you're going to watch the Pittsburgh Steelers I think dominate I think they're going to be they're going to be a very good team uh, AFC South I still contend the Texans are the team to beat in that okay. division they're too good uh, with that defense and I think you'd watch uh, the other Patriots I think that's an easy one as far as wild cards go I think you're gonna see the New York Jets and uh, you know this is gonna be the hard one but I, I think it's going to be the Cincinnati Bengals okay and your AFC championship uh, AFC championship I think you're gonna see Pittsburgh Steelers versus the New England Patriots all right NFC oh. um, NFC I think you're gonna see the Carolina Panthers and uh, the uh, NFC South uh, the NFC West that's a little bit harder but I think you're gonna see Arizona come out on top okay um, Dallas kind of pull through Ezekiel Elliott I think you're going to see Ezekiel Elliott pull pull some good numbers. Like Todd Gurley-esque. I think I could run behind that offensive line. Well, you very well could, but it's Ezekiel Elliott, and he's going to crush it. (laughs) The Green Bay Packers are going to pull off the NFC North. Thanks, bud. Yeah, you're welcome. I think this is where you're going to see some fun stuff happen. I think you're going to see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers go into wild card. I'm going to hold on to that one. take it with you. And and then I get to see, I think you're going to see the Seattle Seahawks sneak in there. Okay, and your NFC Championship, the Arizona Cardinals versus the uh, Green Bay Packers. And believe me, someday soon I'll tell you the story of when Brian and I watched the uh, Hail Mary play together, uh, Detroit Awful. versus Green Bay on Thursday Night Football. Awful. It was one of the first times we the ever epitome, hung out. The epitome, the epitome of being a Lions. That fan. was it. Was a wonderful, wonderful day. Yeah, thank you for listening. We're going to be here every week to diving into the Rams and diving into the week by week NFL games and i'm really excited for it guys but uh here's where we make our money my super bowl pick and then i'll kick it to the other two this is the year guys this is the year i get my super bowl dream and this is the year i get the first super bowl i watched and that's the green bay packers over the new england patriots to you dangles wow uh i think this year we're going to see i think we're going to see carolina make a return to the super bowl from the nfc and i think the patriots are going to make it back to the super bowl uh from the afc and I think the Patriots are going to lose to Carolina because I wow. don't think I don't think that Cam Newton is going to go down in another Super Bowl. And I think there is a lot more to look up upward to uh, for the Carolina Panthers than there is for the Patriots. I think the Patriots are just a lot of safe stuff. Okay. We know how they're going to perform. Braga, so. I think you're going to watch Ben Roethlisberger carry that team to the to the to the gold. But um, I think they're going to play. A very, very, very tough Arizona Cardinals team. And I think one name to keep in mind in that game is Johnson.
the running back. David, David Johnson. Johnson. David Johnson. Everybody talking him up. I've seen the tape. I saw him last year. Really liked him. Thought he was a great running back. I think the Arizona Cardinals come through. All right. There you go. Thank you guys for listening. We will see you next week. Thank you, Coasters. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato and this is Pit Pass F1, a brand new podcast that'll take you closer to the action of the world's most prestigious motorsport. From Monaco to Miami and Australia to Azerbaijan, Pit Pass F1 is on the ground and has you covered. Esteemed F1 journalists Julianne Serasoli and Chris Medland will take you inside the sport every round. They'll keep you up to date with the latest news breaking in Formula One and the most influential views shaping the world of Grand Prix racing. Every Friday, we'll be bringing you a track guide and race preview, and Chris and Drew will be in your feed every morning from Saturday through to Monday to keep you up to date on all the day's action on and off the track. So if you want to be in the know on the latest in Formula One, subscribe wherever you get your favourite podcasts and visit us at evergreenpodcasts.com. Pit Pass F1, a brand new show for Evergreen Podcasts.